Hi and welcome. We are podcasting from London. Hi to all Londoners that decided to join me again and to all new listeners. You are listening to the Pursuit of Wellness podcast. I'm your host, Daria Tiesler, health educator, ex-professional athlete, personalized and lifestyle medicine advocate, registered nutritional therapist, personal trainer, performance coach, and a founder of Daria Tiesler Wellness. Your search for wellness is just about to begin. Each time you set your frequencies onto a pursuit of wellness, you are going to discover something new about yourself, your health, your body, your mind, and your soul. You know what? I decided to go with a flow and take this podcast on myself and become a queen of this podcast, right? So it's going to be about me, about my beliefs, my story, uh, who I am, how I end up doing what I'm doing, um, you know, about my struggles, my self-limitations, uh, how I end up being in London, um, you know, about my my values. Um, and I hope I will not cry at some point because there are a few situations uh, that happen in my life that could bring the tears. So I try to be strong while I'm sharing everything of uh, what I just mentioned with you. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. So, what is Daria? Who is Daria? And why I do what I do? I am 39 years old. I came to London in 2004 and that wasn't my choice really. I wanted to do something different with my life. I never thought that uh, for now 17 years I will be living outside of my home country. Uh, I'm from Poland. So in 2002 I had an injury. I used to be a professional athlete. I got injured during Nine minutes of uh, of the game. I used to be professional athletes playing uh, sports, playing handball. Handball is a big uh, big sport in Poland. Um, you know, I got uh, access to be part of national team. Uh, the last like seven eight years of my life uh, before uh, my injury, I uh, I focused on uh, on sports. And that was everything, right? I was uh, studying at a sports university in uh, Gdańsk, uh, so this allowed me to um, to basically continue my uh, sport career. And yes, in nine minutes of the game. You know, I injured myself. I injured so badly. I had a crucial ligament uh, which completely ruptured and uh, I was out of what I thought is going to be my uh, long-term journey. In my vision, I was creating, uh, I was having a family. My daughter would come, see me how I'm playing. My husband would come, see how I'm playing. And, uh, you know, there was everything uh, set. Nine minutes Unfortunately, I was out, as I mentioned. I had uh, surgery three, four months, uh, three months, I think, after or even two months after the surgery. I really wanted uh, this to be so fast. I have not been thinking um, if fast move into surgery is going to have any negative uh, effect on the recovery because in my mind uh, I just wanted to get back to play um there you know when you athlete athlete you just uh, pushing forward there is no um no barrier there is not nothing going to stop you right you just 
get that injury, you want to fix it and you want to do rehab and you see yourself uh, playing again. And unfortunately, that wasn't the case. I had the first surgery in 2002 in uh, in January, uh, February, and after five months, I was uh, like near close to finish my rehab and begin to uh, play again. And that was disappointing. I was disappointed with myself. I was angry with myself. I got uh, very unclear why this is happening. I was going to doctor. He was telling me, you know, uh, everything is fine. Uh, it's just everything uh, happening in your head. And I knew it that that was not true because I still wasn't able to walk properly. I couldn't straight and flex my knee, right? And that's what is the basic of human movement. I need to walk properly to be able to run, to be able to play sports. So, uh, you know, uh, after five months, I decided to do another surgery with another doctor. Uh, I went and he told me that basically the surgery has been done badly. The ligament has been uh, misplaced and that was was blocking the uh, movement. And, uh, you know, I had to have reconstruction of that. And there were two ways. One was reconstruction, uh, which would be going into, again, replacement of that ligament. Uh, another uh, option was uh, to do something what is called like, uh, called like plastic uh, plastic of the, um, of the bone. So they would make a space on the bone and... Uh, they would basically make a space for the ligament, right? And again, my brain said, do it fast, do it fast. And the first option was taking, would take me another eight to probably two years of recovery. But in my head, I just wanted to play. I, you know, let's, let's do that option. So I went into that option. Um, and after surgery, I felt that got a little bit better. But then again, my knee stuck. And again, I stuck with the same problem. I couldn't bend, I couldn't flex, I couldn't walk properly. I was missing probably 30 degrees of uh, extension of my knee. And, you know, the story starts from beginning, right? The problem began to happen that my mind started to get a little bit uh, out, of, out of control because I was uh, slowly beginning to stop and believe that I, I can actually... Uh, get back to playing sports and that would be disaster that would be like devastating for me already was devastating but i never took that that scenario as a as an option so again i decided to search another surgeon and um, the um, surgeon number two referred me to surgeon number three again they did the surgery um and, you know, story again, the same. Kind of got better, but never get, got better to the stage that I would be able to perform. And after two years of those fights, struggles, going back, right, um, I phoned to my uh, coach, uh, handball, handball, handball trainer, um, and I said, listen, I need to just finish my career. Uh, you know, at that time, uh, I... I'm talking about this in the present moment. I'm not crying. I'm feeling, maybe I'm actually feeling emotionally still attached to that. I thought that this just gone. But, you know, guys, when I'm talking about this, still I feel uh, uh, chesty and feel a little bit uh, pain because that would never be scenario that I would opt in for. So I said, you know, coach, coach, I need to finish. I cannot play anymore. I need to find another way 
that I will be able to leave, right? This is, guys, why I never wanted to talk about this because, you know, when you are dealing with a chronic condition, it's not necessary as easy as everyone sees, right? And everyone sees you, you're fine, but, you know, inside you, you struggle, you know, and you struggle to say what is really inside because you want to be strong, you want to pretend that you you are in control of everything. So, yes, I said that is the end. I don't know even now how I said this. You know, I believe I was in a big trauma and I I was in a big trauma for many, many years. And as you can see, still tears are coming out. And uh, what was next? Next was uh, what I do, you know, and I had friends in England, in London, and I always wanted to study English and uh, I never had time for this. When you're an athlete, you're your pure focus on athletic performance. And, you know, and I came to England and uh, I didn't know uh, what I'm throwing myself into because as an athlete, you're just making decisions and always you believe in yourself and you are only increasing the uh, like level of the challenge. So it's never good. It's, no, it's not always it's a good enough, but you're always increasing up. I want to get there. I want to get there. I want to get there. So uh, I believe that being an athlete allowed me to arrive to the position where I am today because uh, being an athlete created a discipline in me, created that mind that is unstoppable. And despite my body for after 12 years was giving up I still was able to uh, keep going and now the England story began I hope guys I'm not making you bored with that story England began right I came here I didn't speak English I knew two words what's your name and how are you and uh, I didn't have a job I had a few thousand pounds on my account that I borrowed from my grandparents and my parents, and I had to bloody survive. And I didn't know that it's not going to be easy. And still it's not easy because life is challenging. And the most difficult part was that I was not anymore in a athletic environment that would be encouraging me to keep going. I, as an athlete, I never heard you cannot do it. You cannot get there. You cannot run faster. You cannot pick weights heavier. You cannot shoot the goal properly. The environment always encourages you to believe in yourself. And despite you are failing, the trainer and the uh, the players, they will say, you know what? Keep continue because that is the way. You need to shoot a thousand times to have uh, to score once. And you know, and that is your success. And another thing is I arrived from Poland and Poland in 2004 just entered into European Union. So for so many years we were in that blocked environment, um, very short uh, thinking. And um, England for so many years, on the contrary, has been in 
you know, in very open way of thinking about so many things, but also the capitalistic way of thinking, um, you know, and always there is exchange for the money. Uh, always there is like, uh, I do something if you do something. And then that wasn't even in my head. I had very traditional way of upbringing. Um, you know, my parents coming from times of uh, socialism and everything is for society. And this is the way I have been upbringing. So in my heart, I always want to share. I want to wants to do for everyone and I've been forgetting about myself and that was another difficult way uh, another struggle for me and I on the way you know now I've been here uh, for 17 years I figured out that neither ways is great you have to find balance in all of this so now we are in London uh, like I said I had few cup, a couple of thousand pounds. I didn't know how expensive it's going to be here. I didn't speak English, and I'm like, shit, what I'm going to do? I don't. I need to find a job, and I, how can I do that? I don't speak English. Uh, so my first job was um, basically I was cleaner, right, at school. Then I was working at the uh, at the pub. And then basically I, I I gave up that work because I knew that I need to a little bit get better with my English so I can uh, get a better job. And that's what I done, right? I've stopped those two works. I said, you know, I use those money I have, but I believe that something will happen on the way and it uh, happened, right? I met Manel. Uh, he has been my husband for so many years and uh, he... I called him my angel because I met him at that dark moment. And i that is another tip, guys, for you. If universe, God, whatever you name it, take something away from you, is putting back something. Uh, so you always get imbalanced. And that's what I said to Manel. You, handball and sport has been my love and has been taken away. But um, now you are here. And he helped me. Uh, uh, he helped me to find a job, which wasn't the top job of what I would love to do. Uh, I basically was packing CDs and DVDs. That was uh, 15 years ago when still CD and DVD was uh, popular. And, you know, earning probably salary of 600 pounds. And, you know, I have to live from that. And on the top of that, I was supporting my family uh, back in Poland for many years. I'm coming from a big family. And uh, family is my big value. And, you know, I took this on me. Um, to be honest, I don't know how I was keep going. But, you know, I believe that there was lots of happening because uh, my mind was having the vision and was believing that one day things going to uh, change. I didn't know how they're going to change, but, you know, take it present moment and uh, keep going. Coming back to my injury, um, you know, I struggled with uh, issues with my knee for 12 years. Uh, after that third surgery, I always knew that uh, there is going to come healing and there is going to come some solution for it. And that is another thing I want to share with you. Um, never give up on on your path. And even if it's difficult... Uh, Please, please keep going and have hope. Don't lose the hope because you don't know when something comes that is going to give you the solution for your problem. Or it's going to be a person or it's going to be a thing. For me, 
I knew it that the knee needed surgery, but you know what? I weren't ready in my mind to go through another um, another journey of rehab, another journey of uh, what if uh, the surgery does not bring anything. And um, now I'm, I can share with you, I'm working with uh, uh, so many clients with chronic health conditions and they come in to me and they say, okay, how long is going to take? Uh, two months, one month, uh, six weeks. And you know, and I'm like, uh, really? You just suffering with this condition for 20 years. You kind of need to start to listen yourself. And that's what is for me sometimes the difficult message I need to pass. And I struggle with this, uh, managing those expectations. I struggled for 12 years to find my path. Not because I didn't I didn't know what to do. I knew that I need to do a surgery. I need to have another surgery because I knew felt uh, I had a block. But you know I was blocked in my mind and my mind did not allow me to make another step because if I did that step I would be just getting worse. Trauma would get worse because I wouldn't have uh, inner power to overcome the challenges post surgery. So I always say to my clients, you know, even it is it is hard to take it. Just given a time, go with a flow and allow yourself to heal. It is the same like with a client with a weight loss. You know, you come in and you've been getting that body for the last 10-15 years, right? You've been not looking after yourself and then you come and you want uh, three months, you know, quick results because someone else did it. Perfect. Challenge yourself. Do as much as is possible. But, you know, if it's not possible to get to the end of what you want, you know, you have to reassess this and you need to be realistic with what is really uh, happening. And, you know, and that was the the last 10, 15 years. In the meantime, I've been uh, going back and forth uh, between Poland and Spain. My husband, uh, Manel, is from Spain, trying to leave UK for a few times um, because I just had really enough, <laughs> right, for some reason. But uh, people saying you have a love and hate relationship with London and uh, maybe I become Londoner now. <laughs> Rob, what do you think? <laughs> he said yes. Still without London accent, but that's fine. Uh, okay, so now we are where we are. I am running Daria Tiesler Wellness. Uh, it is my dream job. Um, I'm putting all my experiences into my work. I put into my work all my compassion, uh, all my love and um, everything that I have to help every single client to realize that wellness health fitness is a path it's a journey and it's never going to finish you just this is not like a 12 weeks transformation of what i do even you know sometimes i would like to do that because it's challenging i'm thinking about that it is challenging but i think i stuck to the 12 uh, to the long long journey and i leave those quick transformations for other people who probably are even better than I. I always will start with, you know, yes, have a set, have a goal for, I don't know, 12 weeks. But, you know, my path is always push you beyond that with your thinking, with your body, with your mind, with realization that there is something uh, beyond. 
And what is Daria Tiesler? Daria Tiesler wellness is, like I said, uh, hub to everything that I've done in my life. Uh, you know, I've done nutritional therapy. I done functional medicine uh, practice. Um, I've done life coaching, um, personal training, emotional healing on myself. And that is what I put and I create uh, some nice programs and uh, nice programs around that. And I always encourage you to think uh, outside of the box about your health and uh, fitness. I have a few questions to myself that I actually want to answer as well. So um, what does holistic mean to me? Uh, I remember, um, I think that was six or seven or eight years ago, um, when I when I knew it that there is something beyond um, calorie counting and uh, over-exercising, it's just I knew this because of my story. And I started to think holistically, think globally about um, about transformations, about body change. Uh, someone told me, you know what, you have to stop to think that way. Just stop to think about this. Just focus on on the training. Focus on you know calories. And today, actually, what I see few years after those people actually talking about holism, talking about whole body, uh, whole body approach. And that's that's what is holistic for me, right? You're talking about emotions, you're talking about mind, and you're not talking just about physical uh, appearance. Uh, that's why one of the reasons I've created Pursuit of Wellness uh, podcast. And I've, I always ask my, um, my guest, what does it mean wellness to you? And wellness, holistic, for me, comes together. We're talking beyond physical. We're talking about the emotions. We're talking how we let go. We're talking about trapped uh, negativity in our body and how this is uh, injuring us or trapped uh, trapped like sadness, anger. Uh, we're talking about, um, again, nutrition, but nutrition for nourishment, not just nutrition because I want to lose weight. Oh, because I want to, I don't know, run faster. Uh, and that's what I've learned from Diana Minnick, uh, great teacher. And I uh, guys encourage you to look at, at her work, connecting um, nutrition um, towards the nourishment, right? Nourishing everything that is uh, inside you. So that in short is basically holistic for me. What is functional medicine? Functional medicine, I think uh, at some point that's become like a um, funky or trendy word and um, because everyone does now functional medicine or everyone does uh, transformation or everyone does nutritional uh, therapy. Um, but what is functional medicine for me is again another way of manifesting wellness and holism in uh in the way I work with uh, clients is looking for the root causes of the uh, disease, is uh, looking for uh, root causes of why certain things uh, happen to us. And uh, functional medicine is actually uh, science-based and is, is uh, I read a few things, is a science-based approach to assessing, preventing and addressing whole person with complex chronic disease. 
is a personalized system that recognizes the biochemical individuality in each person and works towards addressing the underlying causes of disease. A biology system-based approach that works towards the optimization of your body's function to reach the highest level of health that creates balance and prevents disease. It builds a therapeutic encounter for the best client's health outcomes and functional medicine addressing environmental factors that can negatively trigger your health, such as nutrition and diet, toxicity, biochemical abnormalities, pathogens in the gut, immunity, dysregulation, physical trauma, lack of water, quality of air, lack of physical exercise, psychosocial factors and stress responses. And functional medicine uses the client's personal story, And that is what I love about functional medicine. Functional medicine, preventative medicine, lifestyle medicine, I believe that they all connected is just uh, we use, for me, there is an exchangeable way of uh, naming uh, what we really do. But client story, it's for me a key. It's the same as you guys heard my story. I started to get healing when I, started to forgive myself when I let go my anger and I said okay that's what shouldn't be my path that not meant to happen took 12 years for me to understand this uh, because my last uh, surgery it was in 2004 when I finally got ready uh, to probably embrace that I need to get another surgery but I told myself one thing My knee post-surgery is never anymore going to be a block because I always would be um, walking on the uh, around the uh, shop um, window shopping and I look at my knee. It is straightening. I would stop to wear skirts. I started to compare one leg of, of the other leg. I never posted uh, photos uh, of myself, uh, you know, before and after because actually my before was better than my after, right? So I'm like, mm, maybe I, I will be brave after this um, this podcast and I actually revealed that because I have huge waste on my left uh, left thighs obviously because I had four knee surgery but anyway I got surgery in 2014 uh, I was um, having lots of preparation lots of uh, emotional healing I had lots of uh, things done with soft tissue uh, with Susan Finlay I had great work done with uh, Barry Sigrist I think Barry I'm pronouncing your surname very well and those guys uh, allow, lead me to uh, great doctors I had done surgery and you know what I had kind of miracle uh, recovery Because within 14 years, I never get the, that type of results after those three surgeries, uh, apologies, as I had after 12 or 14 years uh, after the last surgery in 2014. And I do believe it was because all the work I've done on myself. Right. That's why I always encourage you dig down inside yourself if you want uh, healing and I work lots with weight loss and I know lots of uh, women um, and male as well who struggle with weight loss. And I always say, guys, you need to reach inside yourself because the weight is just symbolic manifestation of what happened inside you. 
Yes, they are macros you have to hit. They are uh, exercises you need to do. But, you know, if you're not getting there, if you're honest with yourself and you're doing already this, there is something uh, more. And I would like that this this podcast and my sharing with you uh, of my story is a moment of aha, a moment of being honest. You know what? I still can't look at beyond... Uh, exercise and uh, over and um, and uh, calorie counting yeah so that's um, coming back about functional medicine and that's what I love the story right uh, client come and we're discussing what's happened uh, in the client's life we're using timeline and then I can mark it up when happened what why this happened what is the trigger what is the mediator and we're retelling the story and we can see how progression of certain diseases uh, chronic health conditions uh, mostly are manifesting uh, through uh, their life and I do believe and I'm very big advocate of that type of approach because uh, that's really helping to um, change the way we are thinking about health. And it's uh, so interesting that actually World Health Organization tells that health is not lack of disease. It's actually... Uh, is actually expression of um, expression of uh, physical, mental, social well-being. So we going beyond just disease, but uh, but not sure why we are. When we talk health, we always saying I'm not ill. That's not enough, right? So guys, rethink about a little bit about the story, how you are approaching your conditions. Maybe you suffer from polycystic ovary syndrome. Maybe you suffer from difficulty lose weight. Maybe you cannot sleep. You have skin issues. You have gut problem. Maybe you suffer from autoimmunity. You know, go beyond only the symptoms treatment, right? Peel for heal. Go into yourself and ask what else may be happening that I am missing and that is needed for me in uh, in order to get better, right? I, I cannot even probably use the word heal because we're not healing, but maybe in order to get better, in order to get optimum, in order to feel good again with, uh, with myself. Right. How up I'm doing? <laughs> right. I have a question uh, about coaching here that I've asked myself and I know that um, uh, often uh, you guys asking me uh, what is coaching or what is uh, health coaching. For many years I've been a fan of uh, Anthony Robbins. Um, you know, I remember as a 15 years old girl I read read his book Awaken a Giant Within and um, I always knew it that somewhere on the path I need to do coaching I need to be a coach I want to open people into them finding their way um, to get better right so I do see myself that way I do see myself as a coach uh, maybe that is the reason why uh, some pr uh, the programs I offer are not easy because I always challenge you. I challenge myself, guys, with every single thing I offer to you and I go with you on the process. But programs are... Uh, the path of working with me is challenging and I appreciate for everyone to, who entered that because we're not going to leave... Mm, 
things without discussion, if I feel intuitively and you might feel intuitively that this could be the uh, trigger. And uh and and that is really what is coaching uh, for me is that self awareness uh, in a non non judgmental environment that allowed in you to know yourself better. And I always believe that you also resourceful, right? So I always give you so many tools, but ultimately you are the one who is going to execute the program and the way you want to execute this. I really don't want to be the one who says, you must do this, you must do that. Sometimes I have to go into indirective coaching, which I don't necessarily like to do. But, you know, I I do that. So I say I'm like your teacher, your mother or your father. But I, ultimately, I prefer to be uh, a coach. And when we talk about the health coaching it's nothing different like a form of coaching, but it's focused on your health. We're focusing on the health lifestyle choices you are making and how we can improve those lifestyle choices so you are getting your uh, optimum health. But again, you know, often people come in and uh, saying, okay, I want to work on my nutrition because I cannot sleep. I want to work on my nutrition because I don't digest food properly or I cannot lose weight. Oh, I want to do a few, uh, few uh, exercise sessions with you. But you know what's happened when we start to talk and unraveling things? What you asking is a superficial, which is fine, right? I don't judge this. It's perfect. It is where you are today. But my job is to push you so you're understanding that there are other triggers that you may need to address in order to uh, get better and that's what I love about coaching um, I think I, I feel strong about coaching be maybe because I used to be athlete and um, I like to challenge myself therefore I like to challenge uh, you as well I've got a great question here what are the biggest misconceptions in health and fitness and you know what I put 10 those type of misconception uh, I've been in a health and fitness indu industry for uh, last what 15 years yes I started in uh, 2007 as a personal trainer in a, a small personal training uh, studio in uh, Houston uh, at Hilton Hotel um, thank you Paul Paul Sansom for a lot for giving me opportunity opportunity to begin my journey there uh, then I worked uh, at ultimate performance and I've been with the company on and off for around nine years and um, in meantime I developed my life practice life life coaching practice uh, functional nutritional medicine practice and um, uh, so I've been many, many years uh, in in fitness industry and I've seen how the fitness industry is changing and it's sometimes scary for me because uh, I cannot believe that um, uh, I'm seeing a female who comes and they actually eating very well, but they still want further improvements, uh, improvements that I'm like, where do you want improvement? But I think... Again, it's so much focus on making the dish looking better, making the dish lo looking healthier and healthier, or making exercise better and better. That's why we have all these bosses, TRX, right? Um, okay, which is fine. It's not me to judge what's happening with the technology and fitness industry. But uh, we again forgetting about those basics, 
right? How we are with ourselves, what trigger that we still are in the position where we are. And often that comes from my experience to completely different things than, you know, exercise or just pure nutrition. So I have a few things that I want to share with you that are my thoughts about the biggest misconception, right? You might agree. I'm happy to listen to your comments uh, after. Number one is that cutting calories and over-exercising is the best way and so- to lose weight, right? And sometimes the only way to to get body you want, right? Yes and no. There is a science, there is explanations of uh, uh, thermoregulation and, you know, uh, and then how uh, we calculate calories and how then when we overexercise, when we exercise and we get in that, um, that deficit and that is all yes. But then... Uh, we, I am going to have one podcast about that, right? And I'm talking with uh, Mike Porter and he excellently explaining why that is important. And I agree with Mike that sometimes uh, people lying to themselves or they're not honest with themselves, not because they don't want, maybe they are not aware and they are overeating those uh, calories and then they're not exercising. And I also have seen this. But then... I also observe something else, and that is my clinical explanation, uh, that there are other reasons, and sometimes uh, female hormones, uh, uh, conditions like PCOS, uh, endometriosis, uh, fibroids, right, when we are having these uh, hormonal imbalances, when we are uh, struggling with stress, when we are not sleeping, when we have insomnia, when we are struggling with a big digestive issues, when we struggle with an immunity, there are other factors that I be- oh, when we have nutritional deficiencies, that are other factors which I believe needs to be need to be addressed if we are not getting nowhere with those basics, right? There are emotional uh, reason. I'm seeing women who are under eating for the two, three, four years on the thousand kilocalories, and they are doing lots of exercise because they want to uh, drop extra body fat. But you know, ultimately, they are not happy with themselves. They are not um, loving themselves. So. I think that is misconception and I think too many trainers stucking into that pattern of thinking and that is the, I just um, asking you guys, think beyond. You know, I'm sure every one of you has a, um, has a client that despite of doing this and that is not changing and ask yourself question why. Yes, if they are... Um, drinking extra alcohol ask why if they stress that's why they drink try to address that not tell them oh you're not changing because you are drinking alcohol because that is not enough right you are there to improve those clients journey and those clients life not just telling them you know you are mm, and you need to change this and and that if you don't know how to do it, search for another practitioner or just go and take another course. How to talk to the clients so they unravel and they are becoming honest with with themselves, right? That is my manifestation that for a long time I wanted to uh, share. But I believe basic science has to be done, right? So if you are eating too much, you're sitting on your butt. Yes, don't ask yourself about uh, big uh, big changes. Another one is that the one program fits all and it's your fault if this does not work. Yes or no again. 
and sometimes I said, you know, if you are a coach, you are part of this. So if you blaming clients, you blame yourself because you haven't done job as well, right? They come into you, so you um, you help them. You cannot just say, okay, it is all you, and you know there is no results. Maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe this is me. Maybe I am becoming too empathic and too crazy about making people uh, feel better, right? But if they pay you money, you bloody do everything what you can so they understanding where they have to change. Another, that what is in the health and fitness magazine must be 100% right for me. Again, right? Uh, come on. We are all different. I know that everyone says that, but truly we are all different. We have different needs and we need to address that. So I always, uh, I would... Uh, push this towards female when you are seeing a long leg long head tall woman right uh, and you are completely different body shape and you have more hips and a uh, little bit bigger boobs don't don't think that you're going to have that body shape that is just not possible work around what you have received right so that is another misconception and i always think you know find uh, someone who uh, can show you how this can be done and if you are not sure about this magazine you know just again search for proper practitioner who can help you that you must have six packs to be healthy you know what i best shapes of my life i was when i was obviously the athlete and i had a six pack and i had very low lean muscle mass but you know i think i was i was unwell i was physically strong but you know what are the reasons why science wise why athletes getting crucial ligament broken because they are overtraining they are tired and their adrenals are just basically giving up I had a huge blood sugar dysregulations at two, three o'clock. I just had to take nap for two hours uh, because I was just crashing. The two weeks or three weeks before my injury happened, uh, we were in Finland and we were playing uh, games uh, for the uh, Challenge Cup. I think that was that. And you know what? I was in a in a top top condition, but. Two weeks before that, we were in Denmark and we were training and playing uh, with Denmark teams. And I remember like today, I was waking up to go to my training and I was crying. I, I literally couldn't open my eyes. My friend, uh, Monika Stachowska, uh, she would be, she used to play for national team in Poland for the last 10 years. She would be dragging me to go for, to eat and dragging me to go for training. And that was crazy because I was known as a horse. And I never had injury. And I thought that I'm okay. But body was already giving up, uh, giving up inside, right? So don't think that um, having six-pack means you're healthy, right? We need to reassess that a little bit. And I saw recently a post from one of the great, uh, great trainers. Uh, he was talking uh, similar stuff, right? Uh, don't think that a, tr a trainer who is uh, having six-pack knows uh, 
everything, how to put you into that uh, that state, right? There is probably more correlation because they've done more things with themselves. But you know what? You are the advocate of your own health and make your own assessment. Okay, that is the next one, that yoga is a great for fat loss exercise and you must fit into skinny jeans to express your beauty. You know, I actually had a client like that and bless her, she is now on the different path and uh, she recovered and she now has different way of thinking. But she came to me and she said, I want to be skinny like a yoga girl. You know, I'm saying, what what wrong is here? And another thing that you must uh, be lack of willpower uh, because if this program does not f- uh, you, this program does not uh, work for you, right? Willpower is not everything. I know so many people who want to do it. They do it. They have willpower, but things are not working the way they actually expecting. So again, it's a connection and encounter between trainer, nutritionist, therapist, and a client. Uh, as a uh, those therapists, let's don't try to be more clever and better, right? And again, let's manage expectation. And two more, that you are your genetics. Oh dear, you know what I mean? That is one of the worst one, right? How many people I'm getting and they're talking, oh, my metabolism is slow. Oh, my genetics or whatever. Yes, this place, 10% are your genetics, but the rest is epigenetics and what you do with this play huge roles. So think think about that. And that your mind and body are not connected. Okay, we are living in an era where mind, body, spirit and soul, whatever, are connected. Uh, You know, you have so many great speakers, practitioners, teachers, doctors talking about this. There is a science behind. So, you know, if you want body transformation, things, think about what your mind is doing. And I think I will be finishing with my last, with a thought, why you are so passionate about this type of uh, work. I'm so passionate because, I don't know, that just comes from inside I always knew it. I'm going to do what I'm doing. Mm. I I never thought that I, w- I would be sitting behind desk in office and uh, doing other type of work. There is so much passion to be with people, to laugh with people. You know, uh, maybe because I've been growing uh, between people. I am coming from a big family. Um, my parents been surrounded by many people uh then i used to play professional sport in a uh this was a team 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 sport i'm sorry um maybe that is the reason right i just have general feel uh that there is something that i resonate energy wise maybe that attract me to do this type of uh, job uh, I love motivation, I love inspiration, uh, I love to be detective uh, in my work and unraveling things that um, maybe many of you would be afraid of. That's what my sister Ivona told me once. You know, with you things becoming real. And you know what? Sometimes I'm forgetting about this because I'm very hard on myself. And that is the work I'm trying to do on myself as well. Because it's easy to keep giving the advices and don't working on yourself. So my work, 
my work now is on keep continue believing in myself and despite um, many ups and downs over 15 years, uh, I still have a vision for myself, a vision for uh, Daria Tiesler Wellness and uh, I'm going to uh, keep going that uh, that journey. Um, I think that would be what I guys wanted to share with you. Um, I hope that this has been helpful. Um, if there are questions coming after you hearing this podcast, um, please drop them. I'm al- always open to um, further communication with you. And uh, I just would like to tell thank you to so many of you who you know who I'm talking about because I always express my gratitude uh, for you being in my life. Uh, because I met on, in my life so many, so many people who without, um, I don't know where I would be. And that is another thing. Uh, behind that big project of your life, remember there is always someone. There is a mother, father, brother, sister, your friend uh, that probably helping you to keep going. But ultimately is you who makes the final decisions. So, guys, thank you very much. And, um, yeah, until the next podcast. And I believe the next podcast is going to be with uh, Kristen Bailey, Bailey. And I saw one of the podcasts I have done already with Christine. And we're going to talk about uh, hypothyroidism and everything that is related to that. Nutrition, exercise, uh, what food, why this is happening, uh, how can we uh, support prevention, um, uh, functional testing, how can we detect, what does it mean, uh, subclinical thyroid Uh, yes and emotions right and everything uh, holistically what can we do to uh, support ourselves when we suffer from uh, hypothyroidism if you love my podcast please join me Uh, i have i'm run on the spotify and um, soundcloud you can also go to my website www.dariatsr.com to uh, see previous uh, podcasts and uh, guys thank you very much for listening and i see you soon